Hey there, it's Therapist Tiara. Thank you so much for coming in today. Last week's session was kind of raw. There's so much to unpack that we got to break down the dynamics of trauma into a few sessions, okay? So, as we parted last week, I left you with the thought. Conviction without action produces a generational pattern. I like to talk about the impact of Michelle's type of trauma, specifically when there is lack in the action on the mother's behalf. It's my hope that hearing the story of Michelle Blair's unaddressed anger encouraged you to identify areas of unaddressed anger within your own life. Her story is so complex that We have to realize that it's easy to look into the lives of others and to give our perspectives, but in reality, we must look at our own circumstances and lineages. We must first ask ourselves, self, what am I doing today to ensure my children and my grandchildren are emotionally healthy? It starts with me. No matter what age you are, it's you making a change little by little, one step at a time. You know, I reflected on the domino effect of Michelle's mother's lack of action after being told that Michelle was being sexually abused. Almost instantly, trauma rolled out in ripples. Ripple number one, Michelle's mother dismissed her and Michelle went into her bedroom and sat on the bed. You know, I thought about it and I wondered what was going through Michelle's mind as she sat in her room rumorating on her mother's response. That was traumatizing for her. Ripple number two, Michelle's anger impacted her children who were beaten and murdered. That was a horrible trauma, not only for the children who died, but also for the surviving children. Ripple number three, the people who found the deep freezer and even her community. Think about it like this. Any of the neighborhood children that played with those children, any of the educators, um, anybody, the school driver, the, the school bus driver, anybody that had contact with any of those children, you know, had to have wondered what happened to Stoney and Steven, only to find out the fate of their lives played out on the news. They were also impacted by this trauma. There were so many people who were unnecessarily negatively impacted in this situation. If only there was a guardian who would have asked the right questions or intervened, what would cause a mother to dismiss her child like that? Okay, so I read this article and it's um, out of the Yale Law and Policy Review, volume 12. This article is called Mothers Who Failed to Protect Their Children from Sexual Abuse, Addressing the Problem of Denial. It it shared so much meat in relation to this topic. I'm going to read a portion of um, what I gathered. 
it shared denial is a psychologically incapacitated state that some mothers experience when faced with the possibility that their children are being sexually abused by their partners Denial can hinder a mother's capacity to acknowledge or even consciously know that such abuse is occurring, thereby preventing her from intervening or protecting her child or children. Even in the face of clear evidence that her partner is abusing her child, a mother who is in denial may simply stand by and allow the abuse to continue often for a period of years. Now, this is a really good article because it paints a picture of what's potentially happening in the mind of the mother who has displayed this level of denial. This article goes on to say that denial is a psychological defense mechanism that a person uses to screen out distressing realities and the painful feelings they cause. In the case of a mother who is in denial about the abuse of her child, denial protects her from the pain of knowing about the abuse. It protects her from ensuing feelings of anger and betrayal towards the abusing partner and her feelings of guilt for not having protecting her child. So at some level, she may be aware that the abuse is occurring or even that it has occurred, but to ward off these feelings and perhaps to avoid facing the potential disillusion of her marriage, she simply denies it. Now I get it. You may be saying to yourself, how could a mother continue to stay connected to someone that's abusing her child? You know what? It happens more than you could ever even imagine. Did you know that according to the RAIN website, childhood sexual abuse occurs every nine minutes? The RAIN website also says perpetrators of child sexual abuse are often related to the victim. A whopping 93% of child victims know their predator. Now, hear my heart when I say this. If you're the mother um, who's been in denial, please understand that this secret can have devastating effects on your family, on your children, on your child. The effects of childhood sexual abuse can have long lasting effects in the victim's mental health. The victim are more than likely um, at risk of experiencing things such as um, drug abuse. They're four times more likely to develop PTSD and three times more likely to experience um, symptoms of major depressive episodes as adults. This is an unnecessary process and you know what? You have the power to get healthy and to support and to leave and to ensure your child is safe. If you have an adult child who no longer lives at home, um, ask yourself, do I still have air in my lungs? Well, if you do, then you have the power to commit to shift the waves of the ripples you played a role in. Remember that conviction without action produces a generational pattern. I 
recently read a pamphlet from the National Child Traumatic Stress Network. Y'all, this pamphlet was so good because it really opened up the eyes of the right questions to ask um, a mother or a father who who are okay or who have not acted um, in support of the child that's been abused. And I want to encourage you that if you're the parent that's struggling with feelings of anger or betrayal towards your abused child or teen or even adult child, I want you to ask yourself, what would it take for me to believe my child? I want you to go on to ask yourself, what would it take for me to not be angry at my child? And I want you to lastly ask yourself, what would it take for me to not feel betrayed by my child? The answer is often revealing for many parents. Believing your child means facing the fact that a person you have trusted, loved, and and even cared for has betrayed you, lied to you, and used you and your child. It also means that letting go of anger means redirecting your anger away from your child and towards the person who perpetrated the abuse on your child. It lastly means that letting go of feeling betrayed means recognizing the real source of the betrayal, the perpetrator. So to move forward, you will need to accept that much of what you believed about this person was not true. By letting go of old beliefs, you can help your child who has also been betrayed to heal more fully. Does that make sense? Hear my heart. If you're someone who maybe had a child that was abused and you questioned it or you didn't believe them, there's no condemnation here, okay? My goal And my heart for you is for y'all to heal. I can't tell you how many individuals sit in my chair seeking healing privately because of a mother choosing not to believe them when they told them of their abuse. Mothers, it hurts and it takes years of healing. I get it. There is quite a bit of a shame attached to your decision. But know this, that in therapy, you're not going to be judged. You're not going to be rejected. You'll be provided an opportunity to get healthy. It's up to you to take advantage of it. Hey there, it's Therapist Tiara. And if you enjoyed this podcast, Click subscribe and share it with one person. You can find this podcast and others by searching at Therapist Tierra on Apple and Spotify. You know what? I'm on just about any other podcast platform right now. (laughs) Let's agree to break these generational patterns together. See you soon. Bye.